0: to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com weightloss weight loss you're listening to the Sherlock's podcast your guide to a more stylish life Hello and welcome to the Charlotte's Team podcast with me Heather Steele. Today I'm joined by Harriet Russell, Sherry Andrew, and Jordina Blusky. Welcome everyone. Hello. Hello. We're sort of stupidly excited because you might have noticed uh, we've <laughs> got new microphones, <laughs> new, yes. new mics. New mics. They're looking very technical and very cool <laughs> uh, and very big. <laughs> the yeah. but I'm sure we'll get used to them in no time. Jordina, welcome back. You've just had—is it three weeks out I've of the had office? Three weeks
1: out of office. Yeah. Back in Monday. Sunday morning into the podcast.
0: Yeah, I I felt a bit bad when I was sending you the invitation (laughs) on Friday. I was like, Jordina will have just got back and her inbox will be mad. Yeah, no, that's
1: good. It's good. It's great. (laughs) So yeah, I've had a great break. It's been really nice to be away. I haven't had that much time off in one go for years and years and years. So yeah, I feel refreshed, rejuvenated. Amazing.
0: Tell us where you were.
1: So I was in the south of France. Uh, We drove. So we had two days either side of the whole day, which were in the car, just driving around. Um, But we stopped for one night on the way down in Burgundy in In a village. And that was beautiful. Um, And then we drove to um, Saint-Tropez and spent some time there. Um, Then we went uh, to um, a village in the hills behind Nice. So it's called Vence. And then we um, drove back via a place called Gorge de Verdun, which is almost like um, the kind of Grand Canyon of the yes. South of France. Um, so we did some activities there and then stopped at the new Mama Shelter in Dijon on oh, the way yes. back, which Ooh. opened about two weeks ago, Ooh. which is so cool. And I'd never been to Dijon, and Dijon is a city amazing for a city break. Oh, if you yeah. Just wanted. I'd like to go. I mean, you could actually drive from the um from the coast down from as in from Calais down, it's about five or six hours. Oh, so doable. you know it's doable. Um, but actually obviously you can fly, it's got an airport. Um, But just the most incredible city, really rich in architecture and culture, and got kind of medieval um, aspects to it. When you walk around, it's got almost those kind of like Tudor style buildings, and then it's got some incredible um, palatial stone designs. And obviously, was very rich in its time because of everything around there: wine, mustard, mustard. Is the food, Um,
2: food amazing? Yeah,
1: the food was really, really good, and just. I could have spent days there, actually. I wish we'd had longer. Um, so then we stayed there and then drove drove home and, yeah, just had the weekend kind of that's Oh, that's nice. Covering. Um, but, yeah, it was great. Really, really good. Good to be away. Yeah.
2: Where was your favourite place that you went to? That's a, that's a big tour.
1: Well, we've got um, – so, actually, um, my family and my husband's family both have houses um in the south france so we were staying with them uh so it's kind of going a well-trodden path going back to the same places i've been going to for about 25 years um but yeah yeah, i think um i just love the south coast did loads of um walks along the coast coastal paths which are um so dramatic and you get all those incredible pine trees kind Mm -hmm. of Falling down into the sea and um, like little hidden beaches. And so I did more walking this year actually than I've ever done. So I think that was really the highlight. It's yeah. all so nice. I know. So back to. Um the
3: grey clouds of London <laughs> yes. this morning. Yeah, the which summer was, is still not playing ball, particularly. Although summering. today's nicer. I think yeah. we'll get three whole days if we're lucky. Yes. <laughs> See this week. What yeah. The two days that we're, we're, yeah. we're all working.
1: Yeah, yeah the bank exactly. holiday weekend. Yeah.
0: Atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no. It's a bank holiday yeah. this coming weekend. The last yeah. one before Christmas. Yeah. Um, uh, I know, wild.
3: Not that it ever really feels that way. I don't feel like this massive drag or anything. I think cause the autumn's always just so
0: busy. Yeah, by the time here. it kicks That's into September, it's only a few months away yeah. Harriet, do you
3: get up to much of the weekend? I went to Chichester oh, this nice. weekend, Ooh, oh. which I haven't been to for a really long time. I have been to the theatre there quite mm, a lot, because yeah. it's actually got some really good stuff. Like, I quite a few years ago now, but I did see Kim Cattrall there do mm. Anthony and
0: Cleopatra. They often I know, oh, trial a lot of stuff there, don't they, before it yeah, goes it to it the West End. The yeah, the West End,
3: yeah. So it's a real hidden gem. Like, if you live in that sort of southeast, sort of Sussex area... Um, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on what comes there because you get some really big names. But this was not to do with that. We went to Pallant House. Oh, I which, love it there. Yeah, yeah it's a nice. gallery. So, I mean, culture just is so cultured. Yeah. Who'd know? Um, and we went to see the Gwen John exhibition. Oh, so cool. Um, Gwen John was an artist. I mean, it's quite extraordinary, really. She was born in something like 1876 and died in 1939. So she was painting in those years where really like if you were an art historian i'm sure you would say it's like the most important period in like modern the beginning of mm-hmm. modern art basically um and her brother her young younger brother augustus john is much more well known but that's really just a sign of the times she was as prolific as he was but obviously being a man was he a woman yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he got opportunities that she didn't but one of the really sort of like cheerful or cheering things aspects of the exhibition was you realize actually how successful she was mm-hmm. and how liberal she was yeah. and she lived in Paris for most of her life even though she was um born in Wales and she had an affair with Rodin for many years like As you do. yeah <laughs> she was an big babe by the sound of it um so yeah I really enjoyed it like I really didn't know anything about her going in my mum's a fan so she was on who dragged me along and I'm really glad she did yeah because I thought it was really interesting. It's not a massive exhibition to get your head around. There are other bits and pieces to the house as Mm -hmm. well. So I think it costs like 11 quid. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah. And the gallery itself is really lovely. There's a nice restaurant and cafe Mm -hmm. on site and a bookshop. And Chichester itself is is nice. Like the town centre is a bit sort of like all town centres really mm. um, it's got lovely architecture but obviously shop wise it's a bit sort of the usual suspects and there's yeah. lots of vacancies sadly Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've got their own cathedral yeah. and um, sort of this beautiful sort of monument in the centre of town so it's quite nice to walk around yeah and it's
0: quite close to quite a lot of really good beaches as yeah. well isn't it like Climping's not far away mm-hmm. and yeah West Wittering that's the one I was like, West the, West Wittering, I was yeah, like we, we used to go through, through there yeah mm. those
2: <laughs> so yeah I'd really recommend oh, great mm. very nice you, Have you been you know what, I've been having lots of nice weekends just at home, just yeah, appreciating nice, London. Nice. I know, I feel like I've just been appreciating being at home and just doing things a bit, closer, mm-hmm. a bit closer to home, really. I actually had a week off a couple of weeks ago, and again, I didn't go on a holiday, just stayed at home. And in the beginning, I was a bit like, oh, is this a waste to not like take annual leave and mm-hmm, not go away? Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that I did. Also, you've had a very busy, busy year in terms of travel. This is true.
3: So yeah. it's not per- like mm-hmm. you've sat around all year.
2: yeah this is very true um so it was just really nice to just like go to a cafe middle of the day read your book go Mm -hmm. to an exhibition i went to the black venus exhibition at somerset house i
0: really want to go to that it's good
2: it's very small it's only it's two small rooms Mm -hmm. but it's one of their accessible exhibitions so you just pay a donation um anything from like a pound so it's not expensive at all um very small but worth worth a visit if you're in the area um, what else did I do? I went to the Air Ancient Bars. Oh, oh yeah. so I'm so desperate to go that to that. That was probably the best thing I did all week. It was so lovely. I cannot recommend it enough. I just went That's on my own. Most people were there in couples. And this was like on a Wednesday at like midday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was fairly busy. Where are they? So it's in Covent Garden. It's near, I guess it's like like a four minute walk from Charing Cross towards okay. that way. Yeah. Um, so it's super central. And you don't feel like you're in London at all. It has about seven different thermal baths, all varying temperatures. Some are like lukewarm. Others are cut. There's like a plunge bath that's mm-hmm. freezing. There's one that's really hot. So you kind of like, you're in your bathing suit and the bathing suit? You're in your swimsuit <laughs> and they give you these little like slippers to put on. So you can just like walk between each one. So there's like a salt one. So you just float. Um, and they also have a spa above as well. So you can have like, massages, facials, oh, nice. all the lovely stuff. And
1: is there, um, is there kind of guidance on, particular order you should do the baths in according Mm -hmm. to temperatures and things?
2: Well, I asked, they have like, um, I don't know what the word is, kind of like a a guy, like a chaperone who's Mm -hmm. there, kind of like just very relaxingly cruising between each one. So you can ask them questions, they like give you drinks and stuff. You can have like champagne if you want to. Um, So I asked him and he said, no, there's no order, you just... Maybe don't go from, like, the plunge bath to the boiling hot one immediately. (laughs) But, again, like, you can do that. So, no, you can just kind of, like, go between each one. And, yeah, I spent about an hour in there on my own. It was lovely. lovely. How did you feel afterwards? So relaxed. The only thing is having to then get back on the tube to go home Uh, brings it. You don't feel as, but
0: fine, like... I slept so well as well oh, that evening. So nice. I went to something really similar in Granada when I went whenever it was two months ago. And it's, again, yeah, sort of a, an original Turkish bath. And again, it's really similar. It's sort of, it was it all with air, sort of like quite dark, with just like candles. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of, yeah, exactly. go in these different ones. But they were a little bit more like start here and here and here. But then mm-hmm. you could just... I think you had two hours there, which sounded like a long time, but actually it goes quickly. once you were there, yeah, yeah. you're quite happy mm. to sort of just yeah. sit in some of them for a long time. Mm. It's very relaxing.
2: Very relaxing. And I would also say it's very hot down there. It is like mm. a like a kind of like a sauna steam, as well. Yeah. Steam, yeah, exactly. And they do have a steam room. Um so I would say maybe go in like the autumn when it's a bit colder mm. to appreciate That's it. So crazy. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. You had a fun weekend, Heather. I did. Well, actually, it was more fun Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> long when, weekend. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, the weekend was also good. But no, um, Thursday and Friday, I went on a press trip to Hampton Manor, which is a sort of country house hotel just outside sort of Birmingham, Solihull, sort of neck of the woods. Um, but it's it's in Hampton in Arden, which has actually got a train station, and then it's like a 10-minute walk from there, which for someone without a car is just Mm. like excellent, because sometimes I feel like those lovely Country Manor hotel places, you kind of need a car, or you sort of arrive at a train station, then you've got to pay God knows how much to get a taxi Mm. somewhere. So yeah, good if you're coming from London. Uh, But yeah, it was like a group press trip, which was really nice. There were lots of really interesting other women there, who was great. And then they've essentially got two or three different restaurants there but one of them which is called Grace and Savor opened opened I think like nearly two years ago but it won a Michelin star this year so they were kind of taking us to show us that and then they've got another restaurant called Smoke where the food was just as good but it's all just on the property and they've got a the kitchen garden they do wine tastings they've got an in-house bakery where Min the Baker has worked in like Noma's patisserie section wow. and their sort of bakery offshoot in Copenhagen and Made like the best cinnamon roll I'd ever had. Like, mm-hmm. it was so good. So, we did a sort of sourdough lesson with her as well. But yeah, it was just like really, really relaxing, just sort of going to all the different foodie parts. And what's of the general the vibe of the
3: hotel? Like, why would people necessarily go there? Is it like all the restaurants?
0: Yeah, I think you could go otherwise, but you definitely go because you want to eat there. There's yeah. lots of different rooms. There are uh, some, the one I stayed at, is sort of attached to Grace and Savor, and they're sort of newer rooms, which are very. Someone else described them as being a bit Ibethan, which I guess it's like lots of sparsely decorated, and it's all like natural materials and natural woods with like huge baths and stuff. But then there's also the manor itself, which has got lots of bedrooms, which are more sort of like modernly done, but sort of like William Morris wallpaper and those sorts of vibes, wood panels. Oh, and then there's nice. also a cottage as well, which you can hire, and mm-hmm. some of the girls slept there. So yeah, they're all sort of uniquely decorated. But yeah, mm-hmm. you could definitely go for two nights and eat at like the different restaurants there and yeah just have a very relaxing time mm, so yeah would recommend and the restaurant itself grace and savor where we had um the meal on the first night it's a sort of tasting menu but the food was like really really good we'd what just, sort of style is it just like norm you know international exactly <laughs> but you know kind of british ingredients with a you mm. know classic mm-hmm. execution but i'd like heartily yeah recommend mm-hmm. it if oh, anyone good. wants to go on a foodie break because yeah it was um from euston it was like an hour and 20 minutes oh, on the lovely. train, so yeah, perfect. yeah super easy to get to uh, mm-hmm. so i did that uh thursday friday then saturday i had a couple of friends coming to stay in brighton they stayed overnight so we, did, we went to a restaurant that opened in hove about a year and a bit ago called palmito and i hadn't been before and it's one of those they do Brighton Best Restaurant Awards every year and it like shot in straight at number two like last year. And I'd already heard a few people say it was good so we went there which was great. Again, that was definitely like a random mix of like different dishes. Like there was some sort of Spanish style prawns and then a curry and then, you know, all those sorts of things but weirdly it all sort of works, and everything tastes really lovely. So yeah, i definitely recommend that. And then yesterday they left and then two of my friends... Came for lunch because it's another friend of ours, Hendu, next Saturday. So we were just doing like Exciting. the final prep work. So mm. I made a massive um, lunch, which was really fun. It was Oselengi's Test Kitchen book that came out oh, yeah. last year, but like mm-hmm. the the one that's like more, 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 more good things. Mm-hmm. Um, they do like it's basically like buffalo chicken, but as a bake. So you do like a rotisserie chicken and shred it all and make your own sort of hot sauce. And then you'd put like the ranch dressing bit on top. So like, oh, lots of yeah. very bad things. Like <laughs> sour cream, cream cheese, uh, blue cheese and mozzarella. Yeah, and then yum. you bake yum. it in the oven and it's kind of like a bubbly lasagna, but with like some hot sauce chicken underneath. Oh, it was really good. Delicious. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, we How sort of, long did that take you? It took a while, but it was fine. Like I was kind of pottering doing it in the morning while mm. um, we were watching the football, which we'll chat mm. about later. So I was kind of... Diving in and out. But no, it was fun. So we did that. Did lots of planning. We know what we're doing. And then they went home. So yeah, had a full-on couple of days. But it was all good. Good socialising. Lots of good food. Yeah, Yeah. well, yeah. (laughs) Not just mine. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I did do last night once everyone had gone... We'd wanted to watch the deepest breath for ages, but then when yeah, we we went always. to go put it on a couple of weeks ago, like I think on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night at like nine, and then I realised it was quite long. Mm-hmm. I think it's like an hour and fifty minutes. I was like, not for a weeknight. Yeah. So we ended up watching that that last night, and. Well, tell me because I've heard so
3: many people speak about it, but
2: I have not seen it. Have you seen it? I've not heard of it. God, what is is it? It, So it came out a few weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah, I feel like I need
0: to steal myself slightly.
2: (laughs) So it came out, yeah, a few weeks ago, and it is is about the deep diving, free diving, sorry, community. Yeah, um, who are all very international and essentially they do these crazy dives on one breath. But Just, the poster yes, yeah. for
3: this, or, or the sort of thumbnail, as it were, shows mm-hmm. this guy going down on, like, a rope. Mm-hmm. It's a competition, isn't exactly. it? So exactly. Is that how to... they measure it, then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're attached
2: to a line, but they can't touch it. So I, right. if you've watched, like, My Octopus Teacher, which is one of my oh, favourite documentaries it. ever about the guy who's a free diver, it's slightly different because he will go down for, like, 20 minutes at a time mm-hmm. and hold his breath, which is, in itself, like... Know. amazing yeah. how, but they're not, not does that. yeah it just looks like sort of much more normal for one of yeah. those words whereas these um competitors will be at extreme levels like 110 meters below this, this um below the surface mm. but it's even more dangerous because of the pressure right mm. um and then when they're coming up that is kind of like that's sort of dangerous the danger zone yeah. yeah because you can have obviously i mean you're, not, you're holding your breath so your lungs are at like capacity you can get brain damage just mm. when you're coming up to the surface. Your it's eyes like,
0: can, yeah. Pop it's the there. same when people scuba dive, isn't it? Yeah. They call yeah. it the bends where you come up too. Exactly. Soon. Exactly. exactly. So you see A
2: lot of the first footage is them like having a uh, like passing out, and you think, oh my gosh, what's happening here? It's so traumatic so, it, because their
0: eyes roll back into their head when they come up, sort of blacked out, and yeah. there's a whole team around them to help them. But uh, it's Ugh. really quite creepy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is, and
2: there's, it's quite. A, it's a very, I'd say, quite a niche extreme sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah um and there's this quite small community that does it so the story of this documentary is um a woman who's fairly young in her early Mm -hmm, mm 20s and her trainer and it's him training her for the world championships Mm -hmm. which i think is in the bahamas or somewhere yeah yeah. and it's just the story is about the two of them but you get to see like how the actual sport works and it's fascinating Mm -hmm. so dangerous Mm -hmm. oh my goodness it's like a real you're sat on your edge on the edge of your seat yeah. Well, it's, all, it's like yeah, all the yeah. um
3: free solo stuff as well. Isn't exactly. It? Where you just think there's climbing, yeah. And then there's this. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. the, to me, the danger would just so outweigh and the risk would outweigh any kind of like <laughs> pleasure.
0: But for them, yeah. the achievement seems to outweigh yeah. the danger. I don't know. But also very... the bit that I really was like, oh wow, okay, that kind of makes sense is that When you're first, they've got these ginormous sort of uni flipper things on. And when they're first diving down, they have to kind of do that quite hard to get down. But I think it's at the 30 meter zone because of the pressure. You basically go into free fall and you don't, you just have to stay really still in it. Because of the pressure above you, you. it just like shoves you down and you just keep going and going until mm. you stop the people who've done that were describing it it's basically like flying like it's wow. feeling you'd never ever be able to experience in any other setting on earth or unless you're in space in loads of sort of astronaut gear yeah. that's how it feels and wow. i think so that was the thrill for them getting to experience that and the whole point, the, or the, the way they manage to do it, is they just have to go into like a completely meditative state. Okay. Like They kind of do that for about 10 minutes before they go in, and that's how they can kind of hold their breath for so long. We're, I mean, I just don't know how they do it. I, can't, I Every time I go into any sort of water, I have to hold my nose for about three seconds, and that's me done. I just can't even imagine. I, I can't, can't imagine. That. The other thing I found really weird, when they come up, and some of them have been down there four or five minutes, at, like mm. Sherry says, these extreme pressures, they don't come up gasping for air. They're just like, ah, like, you know, if they've yeah. done it properly and they haven't blacked out. And I was just like, God, you'd, you'd think they'd be like gasping yeah. and lurching, but they mm. just make it look super easy yeah. but no it's really really interesting it's fascinating like the sports side is incredible but yeah at, like sherry said at the center of it there is this love story which is completely incredible and yeah honestly i was saying to sherry earlier like when i it had finished i li- i couldn't even look at my boyfriend i literally just had to like leave the room and i just like cried in the bathroom for 15 minutes because oh, it's just it's really emotional a, yeah, um, Well, yeah, a of people have said it's emotional. I don't know if it you is. can say anything without, like, spoiling no, it. Well, well, not fine, it. no, No, but it's just it's good. really, really good. I haven't seen a documentary Ooh. like that. Yeah, like, since yeah. My Optimist Teacher, which, again, I was crying about that for about four mm. years. Anything
2: <laughs> to do with <laughs> the sea, Just, I just find it
0: fascinating. Yeah. I do. I think it's, so it's just... It's too I'm scary. I'm very afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah, some of these places, they dive. There's one, like, The Abyss, and it's basically a hole in the ocean, and it's just pitch black. There's this other place that's basically nicknamed like the divers cemetery which is this under it's 30 meters down and then there's an archway that you go through but obviously if you panic it it goes wrong you've got 30 meters of rock above you so you're
3: yeah Yeah. i'm very afraid of the ocean i think that's probably just because
0: we just don't know so much about it yeah such an unknown Yeah. Yeah. yeah But I was thinking, this doesn't happen in the film. But what if you were doing that and then you saw a shark and you were like, oh, you'd be screwed because you'd like inhale all that water. I didn't think getting, there yeah. are
2: no creatures down there. Yeah, but I wonder if that do they net delivered? the area off or yeah, something? Yeah, what do you think? Because I, oh, I didn't yeah. see any of that. Because I was you just... didn't see any fish at all. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean so even so if they net down. the area,
3: how do you even clear it in the first place?
0: I don't know. Yeah, but then the nets yeah. would have to go so far down. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I would hardly recommend it. It's really good. <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> Has anyone else watched or read anything recently? I last night watched the first three
1: episodes of Hijack, oh, which yes. is with Idris Elba. I think it's Apple.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think
1: it is, yeah. Um and I didn't know what to expect, but it keeps popping up on my home screen, and obviously Idris Elba is so cool, so I was like, Oh, I'm gonna watch that. And it is absolutely brilliant. Um It's so clever, it's so subtle, it's quite slow moving, but obviously, as the title would suggest, they're on a plane, there's a hijack, no spoilers there. But it's kind of how, I mean, there's seven episodes and the flight is Dubai to London, which is six and a half hours. So you're kind of in real time almost as they're um, going through a series of events that happens on the plane and involves um different uh passengers the hijackers themselves the pilot and um, the co-pilot and and then also interestingly loads of people on the ground right. so there's air traffic control in Dubai in London there are police people are being kind of tipped off with things so no one really knows the plane's being hijacked but at the same time they're somehow managing to signal because the wi-fi's been turned off on the right. plane so they're trying to signal what might be going on and it's It's just a really intricate, detailed look at how different people are reacting. The sort of people who want to kind of go in and just like wrestle them to the ground and, you know, claim the plane back. Um, And then other people who are um, saying, no, we've got to let this play out if we've got a chance of living. Um, So it's just really, really good. And And he is, um, he's brilliant in it was brilliant and is it a it? series or a one off it's a series so oh, there yeah. oh sorry no it's it's seven episodes seven yeah. episodes and so, is it jselb yeah. just a passenger or is there anything special about him he is a passenger but his day job is he is a negotiator oh that's oh. handy but yeah. not, <laughs> but not in kidnapping or things like that actually in business so sure. when um he's sort of you're not really clear exactly what he does but i think the the suggestion is when when deals are going through and you get to the point where everyone it's kind of the last hour and everyone in the room is sort of beginning to unravel and things Mm -hmm. are maybe like is this going to happen or not um he then comes in um and and is and is the chief negotiator and sorts it all out obviously um but it's interesting because it comes at it from all quite a psychological Mm -hmm. perspective because he's talking about how you really need to be in the shoes of the people who are who are who have something have a high stake in this situation whatever it may be and obviously in this situation it's the hijackers and so he um starts at very early on starts kind of empathizing with them and getting there and it's weird because all the other passengers are obviously like who is he and what's why would you ever um be sympathetic to what they're doing because there are you know 200 or 200 or people terrified on this mm. flight um and you don't know what their motivation is or i still don't know at this point but there's a lot um, what I like about it is it's not just on the plane Mm. there's all this other stuff happening in kind of global locations Um, yeah and it's really interesting just kind of what the characters are so well written Mm -hmm. um, working out their their motivations and their instincts so there are some people who are like quite dismissive oh well you know air traffic control but then there's obviously that one character who's like this is highly unusual do you know that you know this would indicate that perhaps there's a problem on the plane anyway it's just brilliant Yeah, I do need to watch it. I hope it's going to have a really satisfying... Oh, I was going to say, I'm not not saying anything because
0: I've heard a few things here and there, which means I haven't watched it. But oh, I'd be interested to see. Disappointing what you think. ending. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't okay. want to upset your viewing. Well, experience. all I can say is first <laughs> three
1: episodes are very right, good, and yeah. where it goes from there, we'll see. I mean, who, but.
0: sometimes I know if endings are annoying, that is annoying. But I think if you've still captured that magic at the beginning and you're really excited and you can't wait to watch the next few episodes, I still think that's a good thing. Yeah. So well, next time I'm will let yeah. you know whether you
4: should,
0: whether it's <laughs> <Yeah>. worth continuing <laughs> with or not. <laughs> uh, Sherry, anything from you? Gosh, yeah,
2: I feel like I have a lot of time to catch up on my reading, <laughs> <Yeah>. watching, listening. <laughs> so two things that I really enjoyed on Netflix. One is Heartstopper. Has anyone it? Oh, no, but... I have never it? watched yeah. it,
3: but it's almost like I feel like I've absorbed it through osmosis yeah. or
2: something. It's so good. So the series two just came out at the beginning of August, which is why I was like, okay, let me, let me see what the hype is all about. And everyone it is so good. I cannot tell you how heartwarming it is. Oh. Someone described it as a hug in a TV show, and that's yes. exactly what I I'm it so is. excited to watch the, it. The cast is so good. Olivia Coleman's in it, she plays. Hold up. So it's about two boys, they're at school. I think they're supposed to be in like year 11, Mm -hmm. so like 15, 16. One of them um, has come out already as gay and he's had a really horrible time at school. He's been like relentlessly bullied and it's kind of like a a shell of himself. He's just not in a very good place. And then he fancies this other guy who is not out. He actually thinks that he's straight and it's their story of them coming together that's not a to so that they get together. that's mm. like in the first yeah. kind of couple of episodes um but it's also like a celebration of friendship and what it means to like have friends at school and like have a sense of belonging and mm. it's such a celebration of like queer love and just like being at school and actually having like nice friends yeah um, and there's lots of different parallels like there're lots of queer people there's a lesbian couple uh, one girl is trans so it, it kind of tackles being like queer in today's society from like lots of different angles, mm. which is done really nicely, and it's yeah. not even like it's not necessarily all the bad things. It does that as well, but it's all like the positive things and the sense of like community, and yeah. it's just so heartwarming. And also, you're just rooting for these two boys. They're mm. so sweet, and I don't think you ever see anything where like characters are like so like genuinely lovely. Um, honestly, it's so good. Even now, mm. I'm like, oh, I just <laughs> I just loved it. Honestly, oh. I binged it in like two days and. I'm sad, I don't have more. Oh, How long are the They're quite short, I think they're about 30 minutes. Oh great, yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. But all the characters are... Not all of them are lovely, but they all have redeeming yeah. qualities. Mm.
0: Oh, anything else? Mm. Oh yes, the other thing, this is not as nice, Um, is <laughs> Painkiller. Has anyone oh, started this? Not yet, but I knew mm. that you'd be into it or yes. be watching it because I remember you reading Empire of Pain last yes. year, which mm-hmm. some of it is based on. Exactly. Is this
1: the one with Matthew...
0: Roderick. yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. I saw
1: that that popped up yesterday on my home screen as well. Yeah, you're the second yeah. person to
2: recommend it, actually. Mm. Really interesting well what it was about. I'm recommending it and it is good. However, I think Dope Sick on Apple TV mm. is actually better. Mm-hmm. And they're very similar. They both have the same stories um to do with the opioid crisis in America, which I'm I'm not gonna say I have a fascination in because it's it's like a very sad topic, mm-hmm. but I don't know what okay, I guess it is a fascination,
0: but it's... Yeah. I think it's because we don't have it here yeah. and we very easily could do. I think exactly. we think well, of the our UK pharmaceutical... and America as being very similar, yeah. but then you yeah. see that they've got this wild opioid well, crisis. Well, because our pharmaceutical
3: industry is regulated so yeah. much better, really. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that's, that's the reason. Exactly. So both of the series follow one person who has directly been affected by OxyContin, which is the opioid drug that has directly led to I think it's 50 million deaths in the US right now over the last I think since the 90s so mm-hmm. it's really recent it's just so sad and it's a true story so Matthew is it Broderick Broderick. Okay. Broderick yeah so he plays um Richard Sackler who is the head of this huge pharmaceutical company and they have really like um old roots within the industry mm-hmm. like their family also created Valium and lots of other like um, branded drugs and yeah this drug has just led to so many deaths and the reason that it's so bad is because they knew that it was so addictive and they marketed it so heavily and so relentlessly at communities in America that are really deprived and they the, the sale they are basically salespeople. it's kind of different to here in the UK where you can go to your doctor and say I have like X of this drug this is why it's good mm-hmm. sell it to all your kind of like customers which is just so immoral So the series follows kind of him and the people who are directly affected and also a US attorney who was trying to take down the family slowly. But it's just, yeah, it's a really hard watch. But I actually prefer Dope Sick because I feel like it's more dramatic. But if you're interested in this, um, Empire of Pain that Heather mentioned is one of the best books I've ever read. And it's by a New York Times journalist who... Um, has done the most amazing, like, investigative journalism on the whole topic. Yeah, it's just a thorough investigation of the family going back to, like, the 40s when they emigrated to the US at the present day and how they've made this huge pharmaceutical company and basically just how evil they are Mm. and how they've marketed it and made billions and, like, a sick amount of money you would not even... Like, it's, Mm. like, billions to the point where my mind can't even comprehend how Much money they've made because they've stuck dying. their name above so many. Oh, yeah, and you know, and lots of them. Wing at the
1: DNA's s- gone now, yeah, yeah. All those, but all the things that they had, sponsored yeah. or whatever the term would be. Well, they were philanthropists, philanthropists yeah, with their yeah, dodgy money, like, yeah, dirty money,
0: yeah.
2: I would say, yeah, watch the Netflix documentary if you don't know much about it. If you want like a deep dive, read the book by
0: Patrick Keith, which is, yeah, excellent. Well, I, I do but need heavy. to watch Dope Six, so you just reminded me that, yeah, it's good to watch it now. Mm-hmm. just very quickly because I didn't get to speak about it a few weeks ago because we were talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer but that same <laughs> yes. week I had <laughs> also binge watched series 2 of The Bear which I just thought mm-hmm. was fucking great Like, so I absolutely loved it like I don't think it was better than the first series but I think because we like grew to know and love the characters and then like series 2 just drops you straight back in where you le- you sort of left off and yeah, I just really enjoyed watching, they're still trying to get the restaurant off the ground but just getting from A to B was extremely exciting and there is a particular episode which is episode seven which is set in the past at the family home uh, one Christmas Eve and it's just one of the best bits of TV I've seen in a very long time. It's uh, I was on the actually on the edge of my seat for the whole hour, just oh like, my oh gosh. my God, I've something's going to happen. It. It I re- so good. should, it's so good. It's so, good. It's so many great
1: recommendations. I love
0: all these yeah. documentaries. It's <laughs> a <laughs> time I'm of year
1: high. where things on yeah. TV are starting to... Yeah, play.
0: because July... Yeah. There yeah. Much going on I think it just exactly. rained the whole time, so I've just watched some telly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Just very quickly, did anyone watch the Women's World Cup yeah. final yeah. yesterday? Yes. No. So, I, yeah, I was going to say, I think they played yeah. well. They didn't necessarily, but as in, I think... I'm still very is. proud of yeah. them and I still think Which it was an amazing I mean, achievement. It is and amazing achievement. Yeah. I feel very sorry And I'm glad for people them. like Ian
1: Wright
3: are standing up and yeah. saying it's not right that they're not being paid yeah, know, the same ridiculous. bonuses for getting to the final and stuff because it yeah. is a huge achievement of and, course it is, yeah. you know, the fact that we wouldn't reward them in the same way as the men is absolutely despicable. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, and there's lots
0: of debate wasn't there because uh, Prince William who's head of mm. the FA didn't go over and Prime Minister didn't go over whereas I'm, Ninety-nine percent oh, certain yeah. that if the so men's team sure, had yeah. got into the final, they would have mm-hmm. been there. I can see the argument for them being like, "Well, if we had have gone, we'd have been told that we weren't being very green for flying yeah, all the finished. way there." But mm-hmm. I no do one think... said that about
3: Queen Letizia of Spain. Yeah,
0: I think yeah, I think
3: they should have That's gone. True. They've got daughters as well. Exactly. I, think I think if they'd won yesterday, it would have erupted into more of a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. fact that they've lost, I suspect it will blow mm-hmm. over. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, it's interesting isn't it because I'm sure if it was the man he'd have been there. Oh yeah, so 100% But no,
0: I, I enjoyed watching the sort of run up and things like that. I thought they were all amazing. Yeah, it was. Mary is uh, just insanely good goalkeeper. Well, yeah, and she's so going to go down in
3: Meme history. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, on the subject, sort of, of football, I was on the train with a big group of women on the way to this press trip on Thursday when the Colleen Rooney Vogue cover story came out. So we we're all quite excited oh, about gosh. it. Did anyone read it? I did. I read yeah. it immediately. I thought you would. Mainly because
2: <laughs> Tash in our office, who is one of our designers, was like, oh my God, Colleen's on the cover of Vogue. <laughs> and I was like, this cannot be true. She's not actually on the cover next for September. But yeah. when they do like a, an interview with someone, they will often do a photo shoot of them like it's a cover. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she should be like one of the feature stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read the interview. It was... Extremely interesting, but yeah. well, I'm very invested in this story anyway. Yeah. you've followed yeah. it since day one. Since day one, with yeah. Avid attention. Yes. So, mm. did she
3: say anything new that you were like, oh, I didn't know that before the trial or anything?
2: She did. She actually said, um, the interview asked her, would you um, ever forgive Rebecca? And she says, I'm a very forgiving person, but basically, no.
0: Not in those words. She didn't mm-hmm. say it, but the interviewer was like, we'll take that as so a no. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> But she was very clear about, um, she basically sat down and said to the interviewer, um, ask me anything. And I think she was very upfront and honest about everything. And I also, as a side note, loved that all the quotes were written in that Liverpudlian dialect as well. Like Mm. they hadn't tried to like write it as, oh, that's how you would write it. So so, yeah, she was basically, one of the early questions was, you know, how good a friend were you with Rebecca Vardy Mm. before Mm. this all kicked off? And they weren't friends at all. I don't think I ever
3: assumed they were though. But some Mm. people
0: I think thought that they must have been friends to some degree because why else would Rebecca Vardy be on her close friends Instagram? Right. So I think they were sort of Mm. probing about that. And she was just Which is a
1: fair point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well her she was saying that it was just because they're basically women in the same situation, you know, wags with kids and Mm. blah blah blah. So, you know, she felt that she was a safe person to have in there because Mm. she'd be going through very similar um, Mm -hmm. things that she would herself. Mm. I suppose there's a difference
3: in there between describing yourself as not we're not friends, but you don't have to hate her at the same
1: time. She actually used the word associate, which I thought was really interesting because most people would say an acquaintance or a friend (laughs) or a colleague, but because they were operating in a similar sphere at a certain moment in time, there was an association yeah yeah i just thought it was a really quite business like yeah Yeah. 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 this is exactly totally this is business Mm, it feels like a word her lawyers fed her to use perhaps possibly Mm -hmm. i thought it sounded like it could be quite authentic actually yeah
0: but she Dude. was saying, Colleen was saying that, so she was invited to the Vardy's wedding and various christenings Baby as well. Shannas, and they didn't yes. go because they were like, well, we wouldn't invite them to ours. So They so didn't it, go, okay. No, yeah, but it sounds, sounds like, that, I think she was saying she found it a bit strange that they had been invited. Because the way that she described their relationship was that she was like, well, we've never been out for a drink together. Mm-hmm. And for her, she's like, that would be... if mm-hmm. you. If you were friends or you know knew someone you might go out for a drink and they'd never done that before no. but, yeah yeah it, i think it's definitely worth reading i enjoyed some of the yeah. takeaways from well, it and it was, and really it was interesting. interesting when they
1: talked about um she did touch on uh wayne's extracurricular yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah she did yeah which Activities. is why i
2: think she's she's essentially done this because did anyone watch her um, his documentary on? I think it was Amazon. I saw clips of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just came across so badly. She yeah. came oh, no, across really. Yeah, just yeah. she came across as long suffering. I just long thought suffering indeed. But now I think she wants to reclaim back some of the. Yeah. Mm. I don't know some of her what's the word like autonomy I guess yeah. just mm. I was like a person because he the, the disrespect is on another oh, level oh no that's yeah. a shame well, well, from bad. him from him her. oh yeah yeah yeah. but from like this isn't this isn't news no like, no
1: no knows. but Except I would with, hope that like, like, they might, might have moved on there's all the of going in and out of Brussels yeah. And yeah. So, exactly yeah.
0: and but I very think very what public. you're saying
3: is like at the time that those things came out she was seen as like weak for not Mm. leaving him essentially Mm -hmm. even though a lot of people would say at the time you know they had young kids yeah yeah she obviously had a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that she was used to by now and Mm -hmm. it's like does that make it okay is that even worse like is she making a deal with the devil and all of this sort of thing so i suspect that's the sort of narrative that she wants to say like Mm -hmm people can say what they want but mm-hmm. th- these were my reasons
0: exactly yeah. she does address that in the interview mm-hmm. like yeah. why she stayed and all of those things but she's got a disney yes. has a disney 3 parter coming out and oh she my does God. she yeah. does That's say awesome in the interview. the interview she's like i've always because they've got four kids haven't they and yeah. i think the youngest is 5 and has just finished reception so and she says in the interview she's always said that she B, she hasn't missed a football game any of the boys have played or anything she's always been, like a hands-on mum. But the moment that the youngest goes to school, she kind of wants to do her, own thing. Do her get her yeah. career kick-started mm-hmm. again.
1: It's her story, yeah. but she's never been allowed to tell yes. it. So like you say, there's been the documentary, there's been the drama, there's been this and that. She's not involved in any of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do ask her, if you do you regret sending that to Yeah. You? If oh, Post, sorry. Yeah. If you were going to do it. If you were going to go and do it again, yeah. would, would you have done it that way and, and mm-hmm. everything? And she, she, she doesn't say no. Yeah. But I definitely felt at the end that maybe, yeah, she wouldn't have yeah. wanted it to go. Have, if yeah. she knew it was going to yeah, end up going exactly. into yeah. the papers, the courts, yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got the yeah. feeling she definitely yeah. wouldn't have done it.
0: But I also like that, Harriet, in the piece, she said she didn't show anyone the message yeah. that post. She didn't tell anyone she mm. was going to do it. It didn't go through lawyers or anything. That's interesting. Because yeah. she was like, she knew if... It was just something she really wanted to do because she'd just had enough of yeah. all these leaks and had was convinced that she knew where they were coming from. But she was mm. like, I knew that if I told somebody i was gonna do it they talk me out of it so she just did it on her own Mm -hmm. she
3: did that actually quite good tv show where they were looking for models Oh, which was
2: that what what colleen did yeah oh god i wish
3: i remember what it was called um it was probably on in like 2006 or something like that Mm. and it was her and she was trying to convince like top models agencies Mm. like models one and stuff to take normal girls Mm. like Mm. onto their books Bear in mind that this was the era of, like, size zero. I was going to say, yeah,
0: that seems normal now, but it certainly wasn't there. And
3: so she would do these, like, every episode was, like, an open casting, Mm -hmm. essentially. And then they would whittle it down to sort of four or five girls. And their big thing was, like, they wouldn't take, you know, models that were too thin or Mm -hmm. models that had, like, plastic surgery or anything Mm -hmm. like that it was like very normal girls yeah um and trying to sort of make the best of them so that the model agencies would sign them and it was really interesting because it was not a success story like every episode it Mm. wasn't like an x-factor like you know, rags mm. to riches yeah, like yeah. every single time. Like, some of the model agencies uh, on the end of the episode would be like, no, we're not taking any of
2: them. Interesting. So, I don't remember this, one well, I need to
0: watch this. Oh, to yeah, watch I it. could say it sounds good. And actually, you saying that, that is interesting because one of the lies she fed to Rebecca Bardi's account was that she wanted to make a comeback to TV and that mm. was one of the stories that yes. got into the sun. And I was like, yeah. come back to TV? What was she doing? But yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, I think, having just
3: said, like, she's talentless and I'm not interested, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, she was a decent presenter centre. Mm. So maybe there's like room for her to be an Olivia Atwood type person where it's like Olivia Atwood's not like a singer or a dancer. She's yeah. just come off a reality yeah, show yeah. as well. Mm. But she's so relatable and she's yeah. such a warm presenter mm. and she's willing to look at these kind of like controversial topics that maybe yeah maybe i could
2: do
0: that. I, I, could think so. I would love that for her. Yeah. Um I enjoyed your feature you sent me earlier.
2: Yeah I found well this was actually in the news last week. So um a group of tourists were having dinner in Italy and they got charged 20 euros for the waiter to cut up their birthday cake what? and it was it was a euro for each, each slice so it's 20 people 20 slices 20 euros and they saw it at the end of the bill and they were like to the waiter what on earth is this and the restaurant were like it's our new policy and i just thought
3: what the hell is going on <laughs> honestly so hang on back Back up a bit. So, did they take their own birthday cake to the restaurant? Yes. This was not a cake supplied by the restaurant. No. So, it's almost like a corkage Corkage. fee. But I've heard of cakeage
0: fees before, because some places do say, like, if you're bringing your own cake, we have to charge you £10, or something like that, because I guess their argument... Well, I guess the argument is, with my restaurant head on... Mm often people bring a cake in and, and then don't, don't have pudding. Yeah, so then you might be like... Same with the
3: wine. You bring your own wine. You're not so, you you pay wine so you pay corkage. And, and
1: they've got to put, wash up, what, how many people at this table? 10 plates, 20, 20 plates, yeah. 20
0: yeah. forks. Yeah. Oh, they could just hand over napkins and eat it with your hands. Yeah. But well, but they <laughs> probably depends where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: kind of get that, but I'm like, if you're booking a restaurant for 20 people, the chances are you're probably spending quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, of that. yeah, anyway, yeah. So, they should just do it as a goodwill gesture, really. Yeah, really. Or your...
0: it's got to be upfront. You've got to say beforehand. No one wants to be slapped with an yeah. extra watch yeah. at the end. Like you need to kind of be upfront mm-hmm. and be like.
3: I yeah. do actually think though I would be because I would I would worry that a restaurant would get funny about us taking our own stuff. Yeah, on. yeah. So I would probably ring the restaurant in advance and say we're going to bring a birthday cake. I yeah. Okay, and then it's their job to say that's absolutely fine, but we charge this fee on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But also I think the difference with something like that is like the margin that people make on desserts is not the margin you're making on alcohol. So mm-hmm. I can understand Yeah, if, true.
2: Mm-hmm. Like with Corkage,
3: yeah. they're having to make up that
0: difference. Often people share yeah. puddings and stuff as well, yeah. don't they? Like, well, and as Sherry mm-hmm. said, for
3: like 20 people who are yeah. having
2: starters and mains, like...
0: yeah. And booze, and yeah, milk. exactly. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. it depends what kind of restaurant you're at. Yeah, like, I wouldn't yeah. bring a birthday cake, something really fancy, because I feel like oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. don't want
0: your nice puddings. Yeah. Here's my homemade mm, exactly. <laughs> but like a
2: casual meal, or like when you're on holiday with your friends and family. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's ridiculous. I, mean, <laughs> I honestly could. I, I had to read it twice and was
0: like. Is this actually a thing now? Yeah. But I think it's me... funnier that it's by the slice. I'd be like, I'll just get yeah. cut four slices there yeah. <laughs> And the charge us four quid. We'll and share. then we'll just sort so of, true, yeah. But it's just like,
2: how long does it take to cut a, piece, a slice? Yeah. Like, three maybe seconds. Maybe just yeah. don't get them to cut it. Just put it in the middle exactly. of the table and, and everyone, everyone can just help
0: themselves. That's what we do in the office if a cake ever arrives. It's true, we <laughs> make an <it> absolute <laughs> mess
2: of it every time.
0: Very true. Of course, cool. we answer some reader questions. Yes. So, there's one question here about, has anyone got any good dating tips? Harriet? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I'm the
3: only single one here. Um, well, I mean, that's huge, isn't it? It's a huge topic. But what I have seen recently, so I spend obviously a lot of time out of London at mm-hmm. the weekends, but I live in London, so on a si- Sunday I'm very often driving back and I go up Roehampton Hill, because I live in Wandsworth. And there was a huge billboard. Well, there is a huge billboard there all the time. And normally it's got some sort of Love Island contestant on it, (laughs) flogging some boohoo collection. But this time it was like the world's biggest social dating experiment, pear.com or something. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Anyway, then a friend texted me and she was like, do you know about Pear? And I was like, that's so weird. I've just seen this billboard. So I did some sleuthing online. And basically it's this new scheme where a group of, people have got together and decided that dating apps are so awful mm-hmm. and have really just become about one thing, um, that there has to be an alternative yeah. for finding people like minded people who are looking for actual relationships yeah. as opposed to just hookups, yeah. which I'm not judging anyone, but that is what the apps have become. Yeah, exactly.
0: If that's not what you're after, that does it need is to really be something else. Yeah. Um,
3: and also, you know, there's an argument to say the apps are a bit dangerous. I don't know, meeting someone in a bar, I don't think it's any less dangerous, to be honest. Mm. But anyway, the, the scheme is that you go on and it is literally an experiment. It's being sort of backed by scientists who are like analysing the data of this. Oh, nice. But essentially you go on and I think you pay nineteen ninety nine and you choose your sexual preferences mm-hmm. when you go in. So you can tell them not a huge amount, like they don't want a huge amount of detail, but they just basically want to know whether you're like bisexual, heterosexual, yeah, yeah. Um, things like that, man, woman, etc. Or identify another way and they will send you depending on those preferences that you fill out a ring of a certain color and the idea is Ooh. you wear this ring oh my god yeah it's so interesting yeah. yeah and then when you're out and about obviously people with the same color ring as you have the same matched interests mm-hmm. so i think for like heterosexual looking for a relationship which is like obviously fairly bog standard but it's probably what i put in i think it's like pale green and it obviously doesn't matter on your gender, mm-hmm. but they'll send everyone who fills that out a green ring so that then when you're out and about in public, like if I'm at a coffee shop and the server is also it's wearing like... a green ring, mm-hmm. it also says like on the website, it means that you're open to advances. Right. Okay. Because yeah. obviously oh. we live in a time yeah. Where, yeah. yeah lots of men mm-hmm. and lots of women are obviously very frightened of like yeah, of course. making an mm-hmm. advance mm-hmm. in case it's taken the wrong way yeah, or yeah. like, just rejection yeah. as well. Um, so the the ring doesn't only tell people like I'm heterosexual. It also says I'm Chat open to, me to like or, being yeah. chatted Up basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's with. fascinating. And wow. Like I say, they're gathering all the data. The first round so- sold out, and they've just launched the second round oh, of wow. rings. So the idea is that you know they'll get all this data, and then I suppose because I haven't actually filled mm. it out yet. I suppose the idea is, is like you're supposed to inform them if you get into a relationship right. so that mm-hmm. they can judge success rates. Right. But essentially, what they're saying is like this is an alternative to dating apps. So it's a lot more like IRL. Yeah. Because yeah. the digital part lasts like 30 seconds. So yeah. then there is yeah. no
1: other matching done online or not, on an app? No, not on that at all. It's just the ring. Yeah. So wow. how do you know if you live in an area where there's been a take up of?
3: I suppose you wouldn't know that there's been a take-up. You just have to, once you're wearing yours
0: be like, looking okay. around <laughs> yeah which would be like, constantly this... like yeah
3: so <laughs> yeah but it's in the same way that people often size people up with wedding rings of course yeah like they're, like, they're, they're like, not they're wearing, wearing a ring a you know, yeah, like, yeah it's the true. same yeah. psychology yeah it's just that the messaging is like super clear like there's no you don't yeah. cut out all the bullshit basically yeah and just get straight to it i like that I,
2: yeah. I, I was, cool. really it was very clever yeah i might
0: give it a go and be like you should only because i do think people are age probably would prefer to like meet people in real life but like Mm. you say everyone's Mm. either like already married or you know you've met people in your social circle Mm. before and they're not your type or you know Mm. any of those things so I'm sure like most people our age would prefer to
3: it also requires you I think past a certain age if you want to do the in real life thing to be like uber social Mm, mm. like go to every party every bar yeah Mm. that's just not some people's way of life either maybe they work too much yeah. or they're or just yeah, more not sustainable like, yeah no, that's true well, they
1: don't live in a busy bus yeah, exactly yeah.
3: they live yeah. in a remote yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think this is an interesting way of like connecting those people definitely
0: in reality to answer our reader question try pair is it pair p-e-a-r yes mm. yeah go online look at that become part of the experiment yeah. i might do it too to say then the more the merrier progress. i think yeah. is the way it's going to work yeah Need, yeah. need people I'm intrigued. Rings. so clever. I am intrigued to see what the rings look like. I'm like, oh yeah. green rings, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, they're sort of
1: like well, from yeah. what I've
0: seen online, they're like a minty yeah. coloured just band, basically. Yeah, nice, yeah. Very chic. And then finally, someone's saying that they're starting a new job next week. Any advice? Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Ask lots of questions. Mm-hmm.
3: Don't try and be perfect, you're not gonna know it all in the yeah. first week. Yeah. Give yourself a like advice. a
1: six week break in phase yeah. I would say. Yeah. I think after about six weeks you need to be probably feeling like you're um coming to meetings and yeah. you know, sort of on it. Yeah, so I think no one expects that at the beginning, no. so don't be too hard on
3: yourself. Yeah. And it's also good. I think by the six week mark your probation is probably only another six weeks away and you'll probably have a inkling of which way it's going. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think if you get to the six-week mark and you think, think no one's really said
2: anything about, like, problems, then you're probably through.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah.
2: Sherry, any tips. Um, but I just think be, re- be really nice to everyone and, yeah. like, make yeah. an effort to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, just have, like, um a chat with anyone in the kitchen yeah. or, like, That's introduce, really advice, introduce yourself as well um so people know who you are because often... People sometimes don't get introduced to the whole office, or Mm -hmm. if you, especially if you're in a big business. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to be like, "Oh, hi, I'm I'm Sherry. I work I work in this department. Nice to meet you." I think people like that, and that yeah. Also, I've had this
3: office where new people will email me for something. And I do think it's better if you're new, the first time you need something from someone else, just go over and say like, oh, hi, I'm such such, I've just joined this. Yeah, I've been told you're the person that's going to ask me, Yeah, you know, help me with that. And mm-hmm. I just think that helps as well. Yeah. Also, you'll get true. to
0: remember everyone's names and faces a bit easier that way. And also, yes, yeah, the longer you leave stuff like that, the weirder it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so just true. rip the plaster off and say hi to everyone. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely good yeah. advice. Brilliant. Well, thanks all for your tips and ideas. I've definitely got some even more TV recommendations (laughs) thank you Um, and thanks so much for watching and listening if you have any feedback or questions for us please do email us at podcast.sharelux and we'll see you next time thank you goodbye